0: Welcome to the West Coast, No Coast, East Coast podcast, where I, your host, Adam Schaefer, will be breaking down all the happenings in the land's best fantasy basketball league, all the while attempting to reveal none of my actual strategy. We are back. After years of absence, I just decided to uh, record this episode. There was something about this email dialogue that stirred up some thoughts in me. Are they original thoughts? I don't know. I don't know if anyone can ever have an original thoughts. I know that that was one of the reasons why I stepped away years ago. I just was running out of ideas like (laughs) there would be times where I would start recording and I couldn't remember if I had already basically said the same thing years ago weeks ago I mean I do that in conversation especially when you're when you're catching up with people and running through the same hits. Hey, Sean, haven't seen you in a year. Oh, how have things been? Oh, yep, this was COVID. Oh, yep, this is my job. This... And then you go to the next person, and you want to give them all of your attention. You want to give them the full debrief that they are authentically asking for. But to do that, you're just kind of giving the same thing that you gave Sean. Jerry asked, "Oh man, how are things?" Yep, yeah, oh, this is my day. Got COVID. Uh, This is what I'm doing with job. Oh, yeah, I moved to this new place. You just do that again and again. And and then there are times within those conversations where you diverge from kind of the recorded part, the rehearsed part. Not intentionally rehearsed, but just rehearsed in the sense that you've done it so many times. You start to veer into potentially more interesting territory. But even then... It's like I veered into that interesting territory with Sean and now I'm doing it with Jerry. And maybe it was actually Jerry that I was doing it with a month ago and not Sean. I've been able to forgive myself for this with the thinking being that the most challenging topics, the topics most worth thinking about, most worth discussing, is fine if you repeat them. Because just rephrasing something in a slightly different way can cause it to connect in a slightly different way. And that slight difference can be the difference between really getting something, deeply getting it in your bones. Oh man, I can feel this empathy. I can feel like I understand quantum mechanics. I can feel like I have the answer. And you nod your head And you could probably rehearse it. But you don't really get it. So I'm not even against talking through the same things. I know I've done that with some of these people here. Talk about the same things each year. And that's okay. Because each year, some new stuff happens. And that same... I mean, this is the the argument for for re-watching, for re-consuming art. You read Harry Potter when you were 10 years old, and god damn it did something for you. And then you're 20 years old, and a bunch of stuff has happened in your life, and that same story with those same characters hits you in a different way, and that is cool. So even this point, as I'm saying this, like maybe I talked about this in a previous podcast, but if I can't remember it, you probably can't remember it either, so it feels like fresh, original content for you here in the year 2021. So what was it that got me to dust off this microphone? Dig up this old laptop, this trash laptop. If you are ever in need of convincing that the world is progressing, go and try to use an old laptop. Unusable. And yet at the time, it felt like a revolution. I dug it up because it was the only place where that podcast intro music could be found. And I know Greg Williams likes that intro music. And pleasing Greg Williams is enough to go through the hassle of digging up this laptop. So... What was it? It was a thought about information. There are so many takes about information disinformation, misinformation. A farm bot in Ukraine, clickbait. The mainstream media is now biased and terrible. Lies, lies. So many people lying. But what about the truth? The actual truth and what that does because while it's true that we've never had greater access to information i think that that's pretty unequivocally true there's two byproducts of that okay we've never had more access to untrue information i'm willing i'm willing to say that though i want us to keep some historical perspective that conspiracy thinking has been with us since the beginning of The Written Word. Uh, Politically biased reporting has been with us since the start of journalism. Like, read about the whole, like, phase of yellow journalism. We're not talking about, like, a year, decades of journalism. The, The original papers were just outright lying about other political candidates. But, again, yes, because we have the most powerful computer... In our pockets, we have more access to information. uh, False information. Okay. Uh, We also have more access to true information. Capital T true information. Absolutely 100% correct. Than we've ever had before. And that doesn't seem like the problem that I think it is. Because... It's true. True is good. How could true not be good? Well, it cannot be good because truth can be blind. And if there are several truths, if you've got the first one, it can make you less likely to find the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth ones, which may actually be more important. All of them equally true. But in terms of relevance to your actual life, you really want to get to two, three, four, or 5. But those are a little bit more uncomfortable for you. Those, and this is not a new problem, would force you to take stock of yourself in a way that you might not like. Criticize yourself in a way that you might not like. Whereas that first truth, lets you stick to a narrative where you are unscathed and you feel entirely legitimate in it because it is true. That first true was true. If it was really misinformation and you were really educated and you were really, man, I'm, I'm, I'm vigorously researching this stuff, well, then you would find out that this information is incorrect and you'd be fine. And you might just become the person who's up there screaming about how the algorithms and these monopolies and all of their false information is ruining society. And you might be justified to do that because you actually did the hard work of rooting out the things that were not true and finding the things that were. But of course, those people are very rare. The person that you're more likely to find doing that is the person who says, hey, look, I've got the truth. I've done a good job. Look, the thing that I'm saying is actually true, and the thing that that person's saying is not true, which even that is often not correct because you, the person who's holding the truth, misses the fact that we live in a world of degrees of certainty, not 100%, 0%. It's not every single study says coffee is good for you. You could say the preponderance of studies, and because of that, you could then say that the true thing is that coffee is good for you. But you wouldn't be correct to say that the person who's saying coffee is bad for you is speaking lies, disinformation, misinformation. Like they're also speaking the truth. Yeah, there's, there's that person who went to Johns Hopkins, who just ran a trial and reached an opposite conclusion. This is this is beyond. Like it, it would be easy. Those are conversations not even worth having if someone's just, they aren't even in the arena. But what I'm interested in is that we're in the arena and there's a lot of truths. What do you do with that? I'm not going to talk about the scientific process and how you, keeping with that coffee theme, what do you do when there's 100 studies and 70 say one and 30 say another? Do you just go with the consensus? Is that even the consensus? Do you go with the majority? What happens if there's one there who's... He's the smartest person who's ever lived, and he happens to be in the 30. Does that change? No, no, we're just gonna focus on one element, which is multiple truths. We're not, let's even say we're in back in the world of certainty. It's 100% zero. You know it, everybody knows it, but there's multiple of those. What I think is happening far too frequently is that you stop at the first one because the first one feels the best. The game is rigged. There was, and I promise you, this is not a political podcast. My God, everything else. If I thought things were political back when we when we left off on this podcast, it's only grown more so in the intervening years. No, 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 we're, we're not here to discuss politics. Like every other space, Jesus. Just want to watch some sports. And it does make me laugh. Of course it makes me laugh. You know, have people saying that exact thing. Oh, I just want to watch some sports. And then they have a political show, have a political take. But I'm allowed to do it because I'm just reacting to what someone else is doing and someone has to call it the hypocrisy. We, do we want sports or do we not want sports? <laughs> like, and And speaking of original thinking, I think we were talking about original thinking at some point in this podcast. I'm out of... I'm out of the game. I'm a little rusty, okay? I can't fully remember what I just said seven minutes ago, but I think I said something about how hard it is to generate original thoughts. The easiest-ish thought to come up with is just taking down. Other people just pointing out the holes because when you have infinite information, there's infinite space to find a little hole. Oh, they said this thing when they person just talking for six straight hours. Well, here in a minute... 232, we found this slip-up. Jesus, that is an easy take. That's not original thinking. Uh, But man, it's a great way to make money. Game is rigged. Game is rigged. It can't be true. Let's say sports. The ref absolutely makes an incorrect call. Absolutely everyone agrees, except for the ref there on the field. Even he maybe regrets it a few days later. And so it's true when you say, man, we lost because of that terrible call. The world is against us. I mean, maybe you, you, you go from that correct thing and create a narrative. That might not be true, but just sticking with that single thing, true. And then you stop. That's what I can't stand. All right, that's fine. You've noticed that. My God, this TV station is against us. My God, this local election board is against us. My God, these rules, these people. And it's all true, demonstrably true. But it could also be true, and this is the one that you don't want, that you call it some terrible place. That you happen to have awful ideas that people don't like. That your abrasiveness in the, uh, the community swim meets. Your abrasiveness just turns people off. And so, yes, that person who's there repping those swim meets is definitely making mistakes, is definitely targeting your son. Ah, what an injustice. And so you wallow in that for some time and you tell anyone who will listen to you, all those parties, you're out at the bar with a friends. Can you believe that swim umpire, what he's doing to my son and everyone nods their head and they agree because it's true. And then someone points out like, yo, do you think about truth two, truth three, truth four? That's also at play. Maybe it's a bigger factor. Maybe it's not as big of a factor. But they're also true. So if you really are this man who's up there, I'm all about the truth. I'm rooting out the injustice. Could you turn your magnifying glass? Could you turn your binoculars and just look all around you? Then you can really be the person who claims to be about the truth. Because you're about all of them. Two things can be true at the same time that swim umpire can be intentionally targeting your son and your son can be bad at swimming like he has a perfect ref perfect umpire and he's still finishing third like with the bad one he finished fourth finishes third with the good one and you know what makes this truth even harder to take this true truth Is if the ref himself told you this. You're out in the parking lot, maybe gonna go to your car to find that wooden bat. You weren't gonna hit him. You just wanted to uh you wanted to look tough. And that that bat does look tough. You got that Barry Bonds stance. Thought you'd maybe walk up like that where the bat's just a little small in your hands. But you you take those practice swings and it looks vicious. Uh, well yeah, you're you're debating that. And before you can go to your car to get to the back, that ref comes up to you <laughs> and goes, you know your son is a terrible swimmer. 100% true, but because it came to this person that's 100% a terrible ref, you refuse to hear it. And you lose as a result of that, you lose. Two things true at once. And maybe this is an additional point. Uh, oh, and to be clear, two, two things true at once is not uh, me saying walk and chew gum at the same time. I don't think anyone would be confused if that's what I was saying, but I just wanted to make that clear. Because I don't know if there's a phrase that I heard more in the last year and a half, two years, that I hate more than, oh, well, well we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Note that anyone who has ever said that actually can't really walk and chew gum at the same time. Just ask that person. Oh, can can you actually prove to me that you're capable of doing two things at once? And they can't. But no one ever asked that. Oh, it's infuriating. Walk and chew gum at the same time. Which at that point of actually asking people to prove stuff, I just generally important. Job interviews, I think, about this. Very easy, because the person I'm talking about is often a politician, walk and chew gum at the same time. Oh, can you can you just like three examples when you did two, you passed two pieces of legislation at this same time. You cannot, you're not allowed to say this. But if no one calls them out, they keep saying it. Job interviews, right? It's um you know the words to say, oh, I'm a team player. I'm all I'm transparent as a leader, work hard. Demonstrated excellence. I've come to this, this isn't uh, fully decided in my mind. But I think if I've, uh, there's many things I would do differently in a job interview, but if you just ask me what, Hey, what's the one line of questioning? I'm going to go demonstrated excellence. You have to demonstrate excellence to me in the interview. Now, what that excellence pertains to differs based on the job. If you were applying to McDonald's, I want demonstrated excellence that you will show up every single day. You do not demonstrate that by telling me that you will show up every single day because anyone can say that. I need you to demonstrate it. I had the attendance record at high school. That would be a way to demonstrate it. Every single day I was there at school, on time. All right, impressive. Um, now, that that might be a low bar, uh, but again, it's a low-end shot. As you go up the scale, I want more impressive demonstrations of excellence. And it might not even be pertaining to the job at hand. Sean Mahaffey, I know he can demonstrate excellence. President's Club, sales. I don't care what he's hired for. Oh, he's jumping industries, he's doing something else. Oh, he's got all these nice words. Everyone else has got these nice words on their CVs, nice words on their resumes. Can you demonstrate excellence? Oh yeah, I was in a company, there were 300 people and I was top five in the country in sales. Hired, you are hired. I don't even care what you're doing, you're hired. Demonstrate excellence. This is all related to fantasy basketball. This, excluding that little tangent we just went on about excellence. This concept of multiple truths ties in to the 49 starts. It's true that I totally screwed up the starts. 49 was clearly not enough. It has shifted the league away from what has always won, which is a combination of having a core of very solid fantasy players and then backfilling here and there with a a dude who's filling in a spot start on a Tuesday night, a guy who's going to be good for three weeks, not to mention the random players who pop up who are good for several months. That's what it had been. And you are correct. You are holding the truth if you say, God, that is trash. I planned everything around that the way it had always been. The the league changed. No one told me it was going to change. Adams did this math that seemed to make sense. It didn't work out. And now I am not in a position to win because I built my roster around the things that had always worked. And no one told me that wouldn't be the case. You're right. 100% 100% true. 100% true. But it can also be true. It doesn't have to be. It might not be for some of you. Then you would have lost anyway. You would have. Even if those starts were in the proper spot, you would have lost. Maybe you would have been 7th to 4th. 5th to 3rd if it was the way you thought it was going to be. But you were going to lose anyway. And that is actually the more important truth for a couple of reasons. Uh, One is just like you've got one that's determinative of your outcome. Which one of the, the first one, if it's true, and it is, you may or may not win the league. The second one, if it's true, you are absolutely not winning the league. So that is the more important thing. Going back, the game is rigged. Yeah, that's the first one. You have terrible ideas. Your son is terrible. You're going to lose regardless. More consequential. And it's actually the one that you can do something about. But that kind of sucks. It's just more fun to sit back and complain about other people. Not, honestly, not that anyone was complaining. I mean, this is me really forcing some material here. There was no one complaining. You guys had the right. I'm actually surprised that I haven't taken more criticism. I know I have privately, Sean, I mean, Sean could have publicly shamed me. Arguments on his side, he's got this. But no, you guys, far more cordial than the rest of this country, I thank you for that. I did not deserve it. And so I'm here to give you, uh, yeah, something that you might already be doing because you weren't even complaining about the first truth. You guys are all already on the second truth, so I'm not telling you anything new but I felt like talking about it, so here I am. I want to do this for me, that was the truth. Oh, and I also, this uh, tangential point, (laughs) that read email killed me, where he goes uh, something to the effect of, oh, I knew that it was gonna play out this way, and so that I drafted accordingly, which maybe that's true, I don't know. It doesn't seem uh, totally out of character for Reed to be stashing players, regardless of how the starts would have been. He is also extremely strategic, so we've got, um, we've got facts on both sides. But it was him saying, oh, I knew it was going to be this way, and yet he put up no fight. There was a the fight. There was a one-sentence email that we needed more starts. I respond with math. And there's no counter oh adam your math is wrong hey i'm the smart one here i'm a programmer i'm a data analyst i can tell you why it need not it can't be 49 it needs to be more it's instead this machiavellian play of i know it's going to be too low the start number and so i can stash these players jesus if that's actually the way you're operating i mean i give you some credit but also couldn't you have let us all know couldn't you let the community know you ran the numbers and you knew we needed the, the start number higher? So that was uh, another point. And then, uh, yeah, I think that, that was it. I think I was just able to uh, ring out these, these 24 minutes because I've been thinking about the problems of true information. But oh, this isn't the end. I, as was often traditional. I would start off with a meandering philosophical point and then I'd jam it into fantasy basketball whether it fit or not. So that's going to be, I'm going to go through everyone's team. I'm going to start off with the, uh, the first level of truth. The one that makes you feel good and is true. And then the second level of truth, also true, might not make you feel as good. We will start at the bottom with uh, Christ- Almighty. Absolutely true that it is preposterous for ESPN to not adjust the value of both Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. They know, more than I could ever know, that there is a significant percentage of people who auto-draft. True in fantasy football, fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball. They also know how important the draft is to the long-term success of a fantasy franchise. For them to not make any adjustments to those player ratings? <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You are right in that. that. That does feel like the game is rigged. That ESPN just decided, hey, if anyone doesn't show up for the draft, we're going to make sure that they lose. Take absolute last place. Oh, well, before I get to that, the second truth... That actually, in this case, might not be more consequential, but is at least relevant. Uh, ben, the email about the draft night, I know you were saying it in Jess, and I did get a good laugh out of that. Bengals, baby, nice season. Just let us know. You are know, OG, man, if you wanted that draft on a different day, let us know. So if in any way that is a truth that you're clinging to, that is not true. That, that's, not, that's not anywhere in this analysis. That's disinformation that you got screwed because the draft was set for a time that you weren't going to be available. you buy tickets the day of the game? Just let us know. We would have move that draft. Okay, so you were dealt the bad hand that ESPN made that ridiculous decision. Uh, 19 transactions. 19 moves this season. I'm seeing... 23 from pineapple fritters, 35 from D loading the D, 42 from 1080. It's like you've got the terrible hand in poker, but you're just not going to you're just gonna let everybody know you got the terrible hand. No no bluffs, no attempts to shift your facial expressions, to do something with what you have. No, it's just 19 transactions. Come on. Ninth place at the moment, jump ministries, who had a great start to the season, a great team name. Great email game, fantasy game, not as great at the moment, but that's fine. We get a long season. First truth, quite unfair that players have to go to college for a year. How are we still waiting to change this rule? I know this is absolutely a point I've had in the past. Like, the best players in the 21st century all came straight from high school and we aren't allowing that anymore because why? Like, I... Because freedom, yeah, here in America, we want to restrict your right to work. Okay. Um, so how is this unfair for you? Is that if that stupid rule wasn't in place where you have to go to college for a year then you would never end up with some dude like Jalen Suggs where we were all convinced that he's this incredible athlete who ended up at a very mediocre college oh he's so good at football he's so good at basketball we all fell for that you were it's in it's reasonable that you fell for that and then we got to see him play throughout the tournament and oh my god he's you know if he would have been uh out of high school you never would have drafted him because he wasn't that good of a player and he isn't that good of a player. But because of that terrible rule, you ended up with him. There was a year of hype that this dude is better than he is, and uh, you're soon gonna be dropping him. That's tough. It's very tough. Oh, something just to note. One of the, you know, I listed the, or I mentioned that there were many reasons why I stopped doing this. One of them is I just don't watch sports anymore. Uh, which is not me excusing any of the takes that I'm about to have. Oh, I believe in these takes. But I also don't watch sports, so it makes it a little bit harder <laughs> to comment on fantasy basketball matchups when I'm not watching anything. We'll see. We'll let you guys let you guys decide how necessary it is to actually be following sports, to be commenting on them. Jump Ministries. Okay, so that was the first thing. You got screwed over by a terrible um, high school where you got to go to college high school instead of being able to jump yeah you know what i'm saying uh here's the more more important one. Oh yeah i think that uh what's his name sean pointed this out dude you're just carrying some trash players on your roster what are you doing there were there were no you weren't tricked into this you're just i'm not gonna tell you exactly who they are uh but you know who they are what get some transactions get, shed these contracts come on man San Francisco sunflower sitting in that eight spot, totally screwed over by a media apparatus that thinks that humans aren't humans anymore. Yes, we have advanced science. Yes, growth is incredible. These phones, as I mentioned earlier, being one of the prime products of growth. But we have not grown so much, advanced so much, that a dude can go From not having played basketball for a really long time. I'm not even gonna look it up. It's been a very long time. And we just expect him to be good? The number of people I am taking the other side of this bet. If anyone, if there's a way that we can bet this, and there is, I will take this bet. Warriors, incredible! And then they get to throw Klay Thompson back in. Klay Thompson is not going to be good. It's not gonna be good, it's gonna take him a while. How many like I just, how everyone's fallen for that. Then you can just not do something for a really long time. I get if you have a gift. I get that. But especially a physical, it's one thing if your mind is off. Oh man, I was just in a coma for two years, but before, you know, I was a nuclear physicist and I still can do all of those things. A physical thing where you weren't able to do physical things for an extended period of time, and we're just going to throw you into the NBA, perhaps the best athletes, in all of human history, and you're going to be good? You're just going to pick up where you left off? Get out of here. So I'm sorry that everyone has been pumping that message and convinced you to to hold on to a player who, he ain't going to be good. He ain't going to be good. Fine, maybe. Maybe by the end of the season. I mean, even then, I'm taking the other side. I mean, I would go so extreme that I'm like, he's going to be unplayable for a really long period of time. And he's probably going to get injured again. Which we'll get to that with some of the stuff that Reed held. Like I'm betting against Kevin Durant as well for this reason. I actually do have money on that that he will make uh, under one and a half all NBA teams in his career. He's old, man. He's old. I might I might lose that, but I'm I'm happy to take that. Happy to take those bets. So that was uh, so that was the first truth. So yes, I'm sorry that it is true that everyone in the media has lost their minds and uh, they think humans aren't humans. And that surely affected you, just as advertising affects you. You hear that stuff enough? Oh yeah, great, probably gonna be great. So that's tough, that's tough. Uh, Second truth, who are you? Where are you? Can we get some communication from you? I get some among us may be introverts. I get that it can be intimidating to put yourself out there, but it's just email. We want to know who you are. I think your name's Jake. I think you're friends. You're here for year two. We love that you're back. Let us see some of your personality. I think we, we've got in this email chain we've heard from just about everyone. But you. Seventh place. Wow, he's not used to this. 1080. Whew. Under 500. But you know he's working. You know he's working unlike Ben Myrtle. We, there's no way the second truth's going to be that he... Is boxed in and complaining about being boxed in. No, the man is doing work, doing work. A waiver wire that's not nearly as active, given that first truth that Adam screwed up. No, no, no. He's still, still operating, and we, we commend him for that. So, what is our first? What is our first truth? It's just unlucky that Damian Lillard hasn't been that good this season. Solid, but not as normal. Flirting with or solidly in the top ten. Now, you've got people, I haven't heard these people, but I imagine this take is out there. Well, we knew this was happening. He's been unhappy. He didn't like the coaching hire. (laughs) No one was saying that before the season. It was Damian Lillard's a baller. He has been a baller. He's still not that old. He's not injury prone. just unlucky. This isn't fantasy football where... Half the top ten won't even crack the top 100. Now this fantasy basketball, where your best players are there year in, year out until they start to decline with age, but there's not a lot like, oh man, that dude, that undrafted guy just jumped. It just doesn't happen. So you can feel reasonably confident when you go on that draft day and you end up spending a bunch on those heavy hitters that they're gonna actually be heavy hitters. Damian Little, Lillard, hasn't exactly been that this year and that's just unlucky no one could have seen that anyone who says they could have seen that they're lying second truth is you don't get to complain about performance of rookies well I I, let me rephrase you're allowed to complain we just aren't going to care about your complaints I can't believe this rookie did this stupid thing, bricked a bunch of free throws, and so I lost a game on a Sunday that I should have won. Or I lost, you know, I should have won 6-3, I only won 5-4. Yeah, we can believe that. The dude's a rookie. He's 20 years old. And he it's not like this is transcendent. I mean, maybe if you had LeBron James. Maybe if you had Tim Duncan. But other than that, man, these kids are. Now, they should be coming out. They should be able to play in the league if they're 14 years old. And good enough. But they're going to do stupid stuff. We shouldn't be surprised by it. Pineapple fritters. Frisky. Unlike uh, San Francisco sunflowers, he's been commenting since the beginning in draft days. Gives us some emails here or there. We like that. Give us that flavor. It is true. Because there is so much airtime to fill so many blank blogs that need... 400 words, we just hype anybody who shows us some flashes and that most people who show flashes will never deliver on the promise. That's just true. But if you hype every single one, then you can say, see that dude who turned out to be great. I told you. Yeah, you were wrong about the other 10. We never hold anyone accountable for that. That's just a general critique, which is why I'm for gambling spreading everywhere you want to make any sort of prediction and you're up there you're standing on sunday oh this is gonna happen how much money you got on it if the answer is zero stop talking mute the microphone until the person lowers the temperature lowers the velocity because if you've got no money on it i just don't really believe you are that serious about your take so it is with pascal siakam fine player that's it. I think we're all to that place now that Pascal is fine. But you were drafting in an environment where there was still some hype there. And that's our fault, society's fault, that you drafted Pascal where he did. The second piece is me reading your mind. I'm guessing you're thinking something like this. I've got three elite ballers in ball Durant and Curry. I've gotten a little unlucky with the schedule. It's just a matter of time. I'm gonna make that playoff push. Cash will be mine. And in that mindset, you're making the mistake that so many people make, which is only remembering bad fortune, not good fortune. God, we lost four games by three points. If we won all those, we would be undefeated. Yes, but you also won five games by three points. And if you lost all of those, you would be very far from undefeated. And so it is that I will say, looking into the future, you got a bunch of fragile dudes. You got so lucky that they've been playing. Oh, just wait, Durant's going down. Durant's going down. If not him, then Steph's going down. If you're expecting bad fortune to disappear, why don't you also expect good fortune to disappear? The king asked his wise men for some single thing that would make him happy when he was sad, but sad when he was happy. They consulted and came back with a ring engraved with a message, this too will pass. Deloading the D-Jesus. I have so many teams left. Joel Embiid. You did your research. You saw that he's actually less injury-prone than everyone believes he is. You saw that he was working out so hard in the off season that his body was in tip-top shape, that he was ready to carry this team without Ben Simmons, and that without Ben Simmons, uh, he was going to get more touches, more numbers, be more of a force than ever before. And then he just got super unlucky, got COVID, missed nine games. Yes, he came back for 42 points, but I don't know. Is this going to hurt him for the weeks to come? That's truly unfair. Unlucky. And yet it's also true that you have not played the max number of games every single week. As you well know, I like that you tried to explain this away. I'm so strategic. I knew that these games weren't going to be enough. So I'm going to draft these players, which this is then the other thing about, about drafting them. Come back to the point that I said before. You think Kawhi Leonard's going to be good again? You think he's going to be healthy? He's He hasn't been healthy before this injury, he's only older, and now suffering another injury, and that's worth not playing Max game. I'm happy with you taking that strategy. Take a look in the mirror, man. That this is uh, this is actually another point, which I guess I could have done an entire podcast on of how hard it is to just admit defeat, especially now you've come on that on that email chain acted like you were smarter than everyone else for drafting these players. You already let go of Murray. I think that's true. I mean, Murray was not even that elite of a fantasy player. Uh, so I give you credit for cutting ties there. But the, can you would just admit defeat on Kawhi Leonard? Can anyone... De- the more public you have been with a take the more money you have made from a take or from a way of doing things the harder it is to change or to take a loss green 18 if there's any rigging going on it is going on to your team's detriment the nba owned by lebron inc giving him a single game suspension and isaiah stewart two games They do know that it's 2021 and we have the slow motion instant replay. Like, does Anthony Davis know that? When he tries to stand up there with a straight face and tell us this was just an accident? Oh, LeBron's on a dirty play. No, no, no. Don't change the subject. We didn't say that now this makes LeBron's entire career dirty. We said this play was dirty. That's it. Don't change the subject on us. And when we focus on this single subject, for you to try to say that this was just an accident, for LeBron to say that this was just an accident, we saw the video! Two games for Isaiah! What he did was eminently reasonable. And that was before he heard their response. It was an unreasonable response from Isaiah Stewart if he knew that they were going to stand up there and lie to our faces about what had just happened. If he knew that, he would have been justified in getting that baseball bat! The swim dad was Karen Ram. So that's that's your first truth. <laughs> Number two, second truth is that you drafted some dudes, you're married to them, and you should probably stop that. Stop that. Team would be better. We're almost there, people. Are you still with me? Oh, this is why I got out of this game. It's my entire Sunday afternoon. So many things I could have been doing instead. I'm doing this. In a room by myself? Paradigms. It is unfair that what makes someone a good, real-world basketball player does not always translate to fantasy. Luka Doncic. Incredible, transcendent talent. Once in a generation. Look at what he did in the playoffs. Single-handedly almost took his team past the Clippers. And he's just not that good of a fantasy player. That's unfair. Why are the rules the way they are that someone could be so good at real basketball and not so good at fantasy basketball? Number two is something that is true in real basketball and is also true in fantasy basketball. So you have no excuse here. You have so many young players on your team. So many young players. That's gotta hurt you. In a couple of key categories. But there will be some cool highlights. Finally. Oh, thank you. We are finally done with this. Whew. Still Dre up there. Wow. Half game lead. That won't last very long. I feel like the whole concept uh, kind of breaks down because you're in first place at the moment. Most people, when they're winning, uh, they just don't really complain much. We would have won by 30 instead of only 10. Yeah, someone will say that. But not much. they usually coasting. And it's in that place of coasting that you don't look at that truth number two. Because why would you look there? Everything's good. Oh, hey, uh, Ladanian, you might want to check the way you're holding the football. Seems a little loose, that grip. Yeah, dude, I just scored 20 touchdowns and I haven't fumbled in a couple of games. Yeah, you might want to check it. He ain't checking that. You ain't checking whatever I'm going to say here. So, I won't even ch- I won't say anything. That's a great way for me to end. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give you the compliment of telling you nothing. <laughs> All right, people. Maybe this was fun. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe we'll do this again. Maybe we won't.